Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells, joined today by co-host Dustin Myers. We are partners at Longitude, a hospitality branding and design group. At Future Hospitality, our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry, gathering insights, ideas, and inspiration to share with you. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to leave us a review. Thank you for your support. In this episode, we'll have the pleasure of chatting with Michelle Jaime, President and Creative Director at the Vanguard Theory, a creative studio that collaborates with like-minded artists, craftsmen, and designers. During our chat, we'll find out how Michelle was able to develop her knowledge and skills early in her career, hear about some of the unique projects that she's been a part of, and explore the term host culture and how this concept guides her to design more sustainable hotels. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we've been following your work for a little while now and um, just really love what we're seeing from the Vanguard Theory. And uh, just for the guests who maybe aren't familiar with you yet, would you mind introducing yourself, telling us a little bit a little bit about you and um, the Vanguard Theory? Yeah, we started the Vanguard Theory. Um, actually, we just made 11 uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's been 11 years and um, I started it in the middle of the recession <laughs> in um, 2009 and it's probably not the best time to start a business, but um, we did because there was no opportunities. We had to carve out our own and um, we started it in Honolulu, Hawaii and it was just me and a friend, a coworker that we've uh, decided to, to start something up and uh, what we what we did in the beginning is we kind of helped other design firms uh, with their specifications and design sourcing and at the time I mean, everyone was running lean in their offices everyone laid off a lot of their staff so when they did get a hotel project they needed help and they knew they could rely on us and so that's how we started our our business really just supporting other design firms. And what was interesting is we got an opportunity to check under the hood really to see how other people um, operate their business. And uh, through that, we understood how we wanted to really shape our business and um, what we liked about other people's businesses and how they operated and what we didn't like and how what would we change. And we saw this opening um, in hospitality in Hawaii to really be the um, younger voice. And I think at the time in Hawaii, um, we had a lot of these legacy brands, um, a lot of design companies that were doing big flagship hotel designs um, to design standards built by corporations um, have been around for a long time and so we felt like we were could be the younger voice and really designed to, to boutique hotels and um, it wasn't until 2016 we really got our break in a boutique hotel that we got to show what we could do and um, we got linked up with really great clients and before that I mean we had some big hotel projects before that but nobody really cared and so it wasn't until 2016 that we got a project that um, really allowed us to to show what we could do as designers ourselves and and not under somebody else's um, design team. That's cool. That's a that's a uh, interesting overview of of kind of the growth over the last eleven years and um, 
you know, I, I like how you got, how you use the term, you know, checking under the hood, uh, so to speak. So I think that's really cool, like stepping stones um, to what, where you're at today, you know, doing this top level, uh, incredible design work. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, the journey up until now and like, um, you know, some of the, the challenges maybe you faced as your team was growing, as your, as, as you yourself were growing, um, or, you know, uh, opportunities and things that came through that kind of were catalysts for taking you to the next, uh, place in your journey. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, the, the, the project that really kind of helped us turn the corner was the surf jack in 2016. And, um, we did all the public spaces, which was the pool area, the porcachere, um, the restaurant and uh, backup house and just really all the activated areas and build up for the retail space. And we um, brought in over 20 artists uh, to really help develop the storyline. And I think for us, when we were designing it, it was like, we were trying to figure out um, a new story to tell in hospitality design. And at the time, um, the people that we really looked up to were the ACE group. And I think that they did an amazing job and, and it really influenced a lot of people on how they programmed their public spaces and how they put value into the public spaces and storytelling. So we looked to, to really them and some other people in boutique design um, that were storytelling. And that's how we developed our, um, really our foundation of how we, our pers perspective of how we design um, hotels. And then, you know, um, <laughs> collaborating with different artists can be um, wonderful. I think like there's more people touching the project. There's more, people invested in the success and layers and layers of, of, of stories. And, um, but it also can be a total challenge because there's a lot more people and um, egos to kind of um, <laughs> heard. Right. So I think like learning through experience, that was, that project was um, really important and how we kind of operated thereafter. Like that's like, that's a, a given now is that we always bring in local artists and be, I, you know, I don't know if it was by instinct or really by um, strategy that we decided that that would really be our niche is to kind of use our platform to, um, to help up upcoming artists and, and designers. Um, and then like, you know, I didn't go to business school, and I like really started the company wanting to just have a seat at the table, really making decisions about design. So learning about business was like, a, I was like reading everything at nighttime, like designing at day and like just like failing miserably and like learning that way about business. Um, but the design part, we always kind of felt confident in. Um, but today I think what's important is not only being a platform for artists and uh, you know, the, the host culture of where you're designing, but is really being an advocate for the host, cult, host culture. And that's really important to us now is using our design, our platform um, to give back to the community. 
And that's where we are right now. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I I want to circle back on the 20 artists um, that were involved with the Surfjack project. Um, like what are the different disciplines that were represented through that? And uh, maybe elaborate a little more on how you wrangle all those potential egos and great ideas um, to align with a single vision and, and the great uh, final product that we see. Well, a lot of it started off as like wanting to bring our friends to the party. <laughs> really, <laughs> like we, we had this opportunity to this like really cool hotel and um, we were just trying to figure out who's going to help us make it. So we started off with this roster of artists that were essentially our friends and um, they were everything from mural artists um, who did like the murals and the, the uh, as you waited for your elevator, uh, as you waited for your elevator, there's a beautiful tree house by a wooden wave. And those, you know, Roxy and Matt were our friends. Um, we also helped Patina the sign that was, um, was, uh, on the front door and the patina was um was made by jason dowers our next door neighbor at work and he's a jeweler and so he knew how to work with all these different metals um we also worked with hawaii potter's guild um which uh one of the people who run the potter's guild is is a friend of mine and he made all the uh actually there was seven of them that made all the bowls that you eat out of at Mahina and Sons. Um, so we went from ceramicists, mural artists, jewelers. Um, we even had vintage Mumu fabrics um, that we got from um, one of our favorite shops and that were made into pillows that sat on the, um, the big sectional as you walked in. So there was all kinds of artists. That's really cool. Yeah. I love, uh, love hearing about all that and, you know, how you how you managed to put it all under a cohesive umbrella of the brand and the story and and telling that story through um you know the public spaces and the experience it's um really unique you know I, one thing that just comes to my mind as you were you were talking about that being kind of a pivotal um project for you and your team um you know i think back to like projects you know even Dustin and i working in the work that we do um, there's been times in the past where, you know, a particular client or a project just really gave us room to, um, explore, to create, to, um, innovate in a lot of ways. And it sounds like maybe, and I love to hear just from your perspective on this particular project on Surfjack, like the ownership involved with that, you know, how much trust did they put in you to, to put that vision together? Um, and, you know, can you elaborate kind of on the, the relationship there between you and the ownership? Yeah, um, I think, you know, for ownership, most of them are local. And I think that they were interested in having a local narrative being built on the, on the, um, the project. Um, but Sean Williams, he was the, represented the, the main um, owner, he really had a great, he really had a great vision of what the hotel could be. And I think, you know, storytelling with him and talking stories, I think it was really, he recognized the, that uh, like a new story needs to be told. 
And he really let us explore um, what that was. So really having a good client is probably the most important thing about having a successful design being um, developed. Yeah. And, and was Surfjack kind of that, the breakout, you, you mentioned, you know, kind of making that transition into specifically hospitality. Um, that's kind of how you found your niche in that space and, you know, boutique hotels, lifestyle, things like that. Yeah, it, it was. I think um, Surfjack was the first hotel that um, we really got to um, do as a boutique hotel and to really develop um, outside of somebody's um, brand box. Um, so, and I think really Surfjack was the first real boutique hotel in Waikiki. So it was when, when it opened, it was, um, it was quite a surprise for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a unique, I, I would love to stay there someday if I can, but it, I'm just looking from the photos and the website it just looks like such a really unique and cool experience. Um, kind of shifting gears to another one of your projects that you've worked on. Um, um, renew hotel. Um, is, is it hotel renew or renew hotel? I forget. It's hotel renew hotel renew. Yeah. And that's one, that's one of a uh, springboard hospitality project, right? With Ben Rafter. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah, Ben was, Ben was a guest on one of our past podcasts too. And so it's cool to have this connection. And I know that, um, we're all kind of getting intertwined at this point, but I know Jason Coutinella introduced us to you and, um, finding out that you did work with springboard and that's really cool to see it all kind of, um, puzzle pieces tied together. Ben was one of the owners of the surf Jack. So that's oh, how okay. I really got to start to well, work with Ben. And then I mean, we've developed a couple hotels since then. So one we just opened up called white sands hotel, which is another really fun local story. Um, that, that we, I mean, it was a great group of fun people to work with too. So, um, and you can tell when you walk around the hotel that it was fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Looking forward to seeing it. Um, I wanted to unpack something you mentioned earlier about host culture. Um, mm -hmm. Explain more what you mean by that and how you've seen that implemented in different projects. Well, I mean, we develop a lot of hotels in Hawaii and, you know, I'm born and raised in Hawaii. And um, I think for most local people, there's a anti-development sort of sentiment here. And I realize I'm part of the problem. You know, I'm helping develop um, hotels, which is can be really known for not locals. It's meant for tourists and, and nobody loves being labeled a tourist. But um, I think it's important for us to give back to the host culture being, for me, when we're developing Hawaii, it's to the Hawaiian culture. And um, I mean, historically, Hawaii is known for being grace, uh, a great um, hospitality leisure market. Um, we're also very hospitable. Um, we take in about 10 million tourists a year, which is a lot for a little island, little islands. Um, so when we were developing um, Hotel Renew, we felt that it was our responsibility to give back to our host culture. Um, 
And what we did was we did, we, we developed a design that was, um, had a small footprint. We audited every single room and made sure that we kept what was um, salvageable uh, or we added like countertops to them. Um, we made some repairs. We made some, uh, we upholstered some items, but really tried to minimize our footprint um, because we have to ship everything into the middle of the Pacific and that really uh, consumes a lot of waste and energy. So we not only made sure our footprint was small, we brought in local artists and um, local food and beverage purveyors um, to develop that program, as well as um, all the goodies that you that you see in the retail area, like all the swag, um, the face, like the sunscreen, um, all the goodies are all local. So that was really important to us. And then the last thing was we paired up um, the hotel with a nonprofit called Travel to Change. And um, we felt that the concierge part of a hotel is really broken. That needs to be disrupted full on. So um, instead of you going down to the concierge and saying, hey, what can we do in Hawaii? And they send you off to a banana boat ride or parasailing, which has nothing to do with Hawaii. <laughs> they will um, link you up with a company that will take you out to the windward side of Oahu and you're rebuilding the Hi'ia fish ponds and you get to see parts of Oahu that you would probably never experience as a, as a tourist, but you also learn about the culture um, and you're giving back. So it's a win-win situation. Um, there's other things that they can take you out hiking to places and you're removing invasive species and planting native species. Um, so it's really this exchange of being a great guest and a great host because um, we see it as like you're going over to your auntie's house and she's cooking for you every single day. You come and visit, but if you don't bring something, then auntie's probably not going <laughs> to serve you anymore and get upset. So it's this really beautiful exchange of um, the tourist and, and the host that we're trying to, we're trying to build. Yeah. And, and I love seeing within uh, the projects and the people we've talked to, I wouldn't call it a trend, um, maybe more of a resurgence of just responsible tourism and um, kind of getting away from just coming in and eating up resources and then leaving damage in your wake. But um, like you're talking about, really connecting with the people there and with uh, the environment and just a much more healthy exchange through the travel process. Yeah. I mean, I think having a great client and being open to those sorts of things um, is like the most important step because you can try to sell this idea. And if they are rigid and won't be flexible to a, to adding this, I mean, this is hard for a, for a, a client to add this into their operating yeah, um, plan is to have like a third party or like change up your concierge. Like a lot of people, it's easier to copy and paste what they do. And so this is, um, you know, a, a big pivot, especially a big response to what happened in 2020 is finding purpose and, and a deeper meaning. Um, and there's a, certainly a rise of the conscious consumer. And I think people want to align themselves 
with companies who reflect who they are as people and where they want to put their money. And um, I think it's important for hotels to be a part of that conversation. I mean, we certainly see it in fashion, um, the one for one, the um, sort of transparency of where your factories are and how your employees are treated. So um, yeah, hotels, hotels are, are responding to that. And uh, we, we feel that it's our responsibility is as designers to, to really have a conversation with the clients um, if they're not thinking about it already. Definitely. We had a conversation with another podcast guest, uh, Mona Levitska with the Transformational Travel Council. Mm-hmm. And she used the term that I, I loved and, and you just, you're, the way that you approach this, this project with, um, with, with Renew is just like spot on. And she said, um, trying to promote the why and how instead of the what and where when it comes to travel. And it's really this, she called it, um, you know, kind of revitalizing the purpose and sustainability with travel. And I think you guys are doing a great job of that. And I think, you know, it's really interesting to me, obviously you guys do like really incredible design work. Um, and you know, the work that you put out is, is really phenomenal. Um, but it's, it's really interesting to me as you tell that story that you're not only doing just, you know, you know, there's obviously a, a lot of different interior design and creative agencies out there, but um, you guys do that really well, but you guys are almost bleeding in, into other areas that are beyond just, you know, um, furniture, fixtures and design of, you know, aesthetic. It's, it's actually designing the experience and designing, um, you know, the operational um, standards for a hotel. And, you know, I think that's really neat. The, I guess the, the jump that you've made into that through the years. Um, would you, would you agree with, with that? And like, if, if so, what, what was kind of, um, is that just kind of come naturally or did you intentionally do that? I, it was always our goal to be outside of interior design. And I think what, and you're right, we, (laughs) we're not the typical interior design studio. We, we creep into branding and we keep into product design. And uh, I think we see ourselves really being a storyteller. So the, we'd like to develop a story and see it all the way through. Um, and we don't see hotel design as being static where um, we design and do our part. And then um, then the, we show up at the party and then everyone walks away and it's done. Um, it's important for us to have partners um, and clients that we're proud of what the hotel looks like five years later. Um, and that we were, you know, part of a team that built that. Um, but it, I mean, to answer your question, it happened naturally. Um, I think especially when the surf jack happened, um, I think a lot of people look to us as a younger voice and really as a um, connector to the community, um, to the art community here in Hawaii. Um and, you know, we've obviously done projects beyond like in Nashville and Denver. And, and that's one of the first things we do is we go, okay, I'm not going to say, I'm not, we're not going to just tell our side of the story. We're going to connect with the local creatives and, and help and have them help us develop the story. And I think through that collaboration, it just naturally happened where we realized that it's design is beyond just the static design is like developing the whole narrative of a, of a place. And um, I think our clients like gave us the opportunity to, 
to develop more and more. So that, I mean, that's, that just happened naturally. Yeah. I think it's a really cool evolution and, um, you can't really just have one aspect of it. Like great branding is going to influence operations and design. Great interior design is going to influence so many other aspects. So um, I love to see when people really embrace that and aren't afraid to color outside the lines and um, just make sure that the story is told through accurately across all the different touch points. And I feel like it's kind of rare to see that, but when it does actually happen, it's just such a treat. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't want to make like that. We're one-stop shop because I think we're, we're small. There's seven of us. And um, I think that our, one of our strong um, points is that we collaborate really well with others. And, and um, so when we develop the story, we have this, um, strategy in mind that we're going to only take it so far and then we have to collaborate with other people. Um, so there's great branding teams that we've worked with to help us connect all the dots. Um, but overarching creative comes from us and we, we've really built this great team of people who come and help us execute um, a, a great storyline. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, talking previously, it, uh, it sounds like things are getting very busy for you guys kind of post pandemic as, uh, people start to restart projects and move forward. I'm curious, uh, what projects you have going on right now that maybe you could give us a peek into. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned before, we have white sands and that's also, we worked with, um, uh, Ben Rafter and Christian Strobel on um, Springboard is also operating that one. And that one we were supposed to open, but the you know pandemic hit. And so it's been opening piecemeal, but the public spaces are finally opening up and it's just a really, really fun hotel. Um, we activated the lobby with um, like a fun thatched roof of, bar with swings around it and fringed umbrellas around a coffin shaped pool. And it's a little bit of old Hawaii, which we try to envision like Don Ho drinking a Mai Tai at the bar. <laughs> so kind of a little swankier version, um, maybe a grittier version of Waikiki back in the day. So that one is uh, just opening. Um, we're working with the Dovetail Group, Dovetail and Company. Um, on another hotel in Waikiki. It's the Wayfinder Waikiki. And we're in the middle of design right now. And that one is a, a tropical brutalist hotel, which I think people either love or hate brutalism, but we're going to try to make you love it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, we think our baby is beautiful. You're speaking Dustin's language right now with brutalist design. Oh, yes, we got one. <laughs> I know people either love or hate brutalism and I love it. It's so weird. Um, you know, it's so out there, but there's so many brutalist buildings in Hawaii and trop I mean, we have our own tropical brutalism. So we want to make you love it, but that's a, that's a hotel that we're doing. We're doing like a, the pool area, the, the, the restaurant, the bar, the retail, the coffee experience. We're doing it all. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's so much fun. And, the Dovetail company is very, 
they're fired up because they're, they're a newer company and, and they have a couple uh, projects that they just opened and this one um, they're really excited about. So we've been working hard on that one. And then another one we're doing is um, a bar in Waikiki and it, that one's, that one's insane. So I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the name yet, but our, if you can imagine if Willy Wonka and Alice in Wonderland had a baby, <laughs> it would be that trippy experience. So, I mean, it's, it might give you vertigo when you walk in because everything is so trippy, but it's going to be really fun. Yeah, that sounds like it. That's awesome. As you can tell, like I'm not really mature at all. So I, this is how I get my um, <laughs> experience. <laughs> it's not the beautiful um, presentation of uh, like how the story has started is literally what makes me laugh. <laughs> that's how the, that's how the storyline starts. That's awesome. That's so cool. So, you know, the podcast is called future hospitality, you know, towards the end, we typically like to just ask looking ahead into the horizon and especially after all, you know, as we near the end of the pandemic and come out of that, um, you know, what, what are some things both maybe personally and professionally for you um, that you're excited about when it comes to the hospitality industry and the hotel industry? Um, and, you know, kind of what, what's, what are you looking forward to maybe in the next year, five, 10 years plus? Um, and is there anything that inspires you? Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to some of your guests really inspire me. I think what I'm looking forward to and what I'm happy to be a part of is the change in hospitality becoming a platform for good. And what I mean for good is like to have deep, to, to provide deeper meaning for the guests. And so that even the workers at the hotel feel like they're doing something good for their community. I think hospitality is certainly going to change in how they operate. And I hope that, I hope that they do this themselves and that they don't wait for the city or the state to make this a requirement. But I feel like that we're changing for the better. It it needs to be disrupted. And it it sounds like things are changing and that, that people are, that people are making this change of changing the way they operate. And I'm really excited to be a part of that change. Excellent. Well, we've certainly enjoyed seeing what you've done so far and can't wait to see the projects that are in the pipeline and going to be coming out. I'm going to book tickets to see that brutalist tropical hotel (laughs) here as soon as I can. So so thank you so much for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me guys. Yeah, really enjoyed just getting to learn more about your process and what makes you tick. And uh, I think the hospitality future is bright. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and episode, please leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about Longitude, you can visit longitudebranding.com to see our portfolio of design work, read our insights blog, and learn more about our team. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Longitude Branding.